I never strengthened my calves past, um, you know, basketball when I thought doing calf raises made you jump higher. It <laughs> was fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, that's the 90s for you. Um, it's actually doing squats and, you know, proper oh, really? jumping. Which uh, Yeah, calf raises, calves don't do shit for jumping. It's all your, like, hips and midsection and core and quads and butt. Changed my routine then. Yeah. Yeah, big calves don't mean you jump high. This explains why I'm 6'3 and can barely touch the net. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Skyber. Today, I am with... CEO and founder of Basketball Forever, Alex Sumsky. Welcome, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm with the head basketball writer for Basketball Forever, Nick Jungfer. Hey, Sash. And I'm also with uh, founder and CEO of Podpace, Darren Lake, our excellent producer. Hello. Welcome, Darren. Thank you. And we also have, because you're not going to introduce yourself, and I think this is probably the third time we've done this. <laughs> But uh, we've got Mr. Sasha Skyba, who is your host. Um, he is the Ari Gold of sports agents. And I'm running light, and I'm sorry. It's okay. And we're going to get straight into it? Let's do yes, it. Yes, we are. Right in the wake of Kevin Durant's injury, we're going to be discussing the fallout from what happened, and we're also going to be discussing um, injuries in a historical context. What are the biggest ones we've seen in the NBA, how they've affected careers, and how they've affected the futures of multiple franchises? 
Like to me, it was really obvious. I know a lot of athletes and and people that have done their Achilles, and from what it looked like, just from a face, he like straight off the bat that that looked like that's exactly what he'd done. The turn of the head with no contact, like someone slapped him. Everything and the the way that he like grabbed he you know grabbed his Achilles and he kind of looked turned around and he felt like some it looked as though he like felt something like run up his leg. Yeah, which what I thought was like just the like elastic just kind of releasing and like sh- that you know that feeling that shoots all the way up that everyone says that they just the 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 feeling that you hate more than anything. Um, so that's, that's how, how it looked. That's how he sort of, and then he, you know, he carried himself basically, um, from that point forward, uh, he carried himself like that's the injury that he had. Was that your assessment, Nick, when you were looking at the tapes? Thousand percent. Like in real time, there was no doubt in my mind that that's what had happened. And funnily enough, all of Reddit agreed with me. All of Twitter agreed with me. The ice pack in the tunnel on the bottom of his leg. There, there were so many things. So he went immediately to the locker room, like something seriously wrong, immediately calls his um, agent. Um, That's a money. You He's don't, thinking about money. You, yeah. You don't do that when you have a calf injury. There are just so many things. And then you look at the secrecy from what happened then. We were never told much about when, when he would be back. We were always just told it would be soon. None of this was we've, – we've never seen like a star player in the middle of the finals um, – Get, go down like this and for there to be no information that's released. Katie and his business people had every reason to try and keep this under wraps. Like he's trying to go to a different team for sure. There's, we don't know if it's New York or Clippers or, or where, but we know he's trying to go somewhere else. Um, nothing hurts your career more than, than suffering an Achilles injury. Ask Boogie. He's on five mil at the moment. So fast forward one month. KD hasn't touched the floor. Everyone's speculating. Like you said, there's no clear information from the organization or Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr changes the date every day. He goes, maybe he'll be on the court tomorrow. Maybe it's the next day. Maybe a couple of days after that. We're not sure. It's really clear that something's wrong. Otherwise, they'd be giving a more definitive timeline. And then we fast forward to today. So he looked good in the first quarter, right? He was three from four from from three. I mean, on the court, as far as he's playing, if you were to look at a box score, Mm. yeah, he looked good. His shot making was good. He he, he didn't look good. Like, you know, they released that video where he did that dance. Fine. He looked okay there, but he didn't walk properly. He wasn't putting weight on his foot. Like, as he was stepping, you know, um, he had to keep slowing himself down on the court um, and kind of. he just, it was like he was, it was almost like he was pulling punches the whole time. Like he just did not want to dive into whatever activity he was supposed to be doing. And everything, every time he jumped and landed, it's like he was walking off pain. It was tentative. Yeah, every time. And it just like further, when I was watching that play out, it just solidified in my mind. Like this was probably like more likely than not an Achilles injury from the very start. I think I think he I think he strained his Achilles or sorry he injured it you know um, and I, I know you can do, get like a a, gra- a grade one tear and uh, you can kind of come back from that in sort of two to six weeks okay um, from from what I understand if it when it's like super super minor like that and I kind of think that's what it was and in my mind it was so. Uh, in, it was minor uh, to him and when he spoke to his agent and his manager and, and probably the Warriors too, they probably all agreed this is something that he could realistically come back from, maybe even in these finals, if he's lucky. 
uh, and if he rehabs, you know, really, really effectively. Um, and they, they probably thought to themselves, we don't want to, like, you know, this was a, colla- a collaborative decision, I'd imagine, with KD. Maybe they thought, hey, we don't want to say that it's an Achilles. We don't want to scare everyone. We don't want to scare, and, you know, we want to, we don't want to do KD a disservice. So why don't we uh, find a similar, very, very similar injury that has a similar recovery time uh, and uh, use that as, as, as the cover story? That was that was my uh, opinion on what could potentially be happening, and I think when it all went awry was when that deadline to return showed up. Katie wasn't ready to come back, and they forced the issue anyway, and he just further injured the exact same spot. And it's got to be so tempting to come back when you're Katie. The whole narrative around this guy, who I'm starting to just feel sorry for, as weird as that sounds to say about a, a squilly now, but. Like squillionaire, squillionaire. I'm not sure how many zeros, Darren. So don't ask me. But <laughs> anyway, is um, that some like millennial shit? No, squillionaire. I'm a millennial. Sorry, you're junior millennial. I'm a like, it's like when you've gone above. Like it's just like infinity money, essentially. Squillion. It could be also, also known as billionaire and trillionaire. I don't know if he's a billionaire. Yeah, but... qu- you know, quadrillionaire. Just keep going. Got up. you, squillionaire. It's hold, hold your, hold your MacBook by two fingers, money, right? <laughs> when you yeah. get out the car, yeah. right? The sole of your new white shoes on the top of the other white shoes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, point is, the whole narrative around KD is Warriors don't need you. They won without you. Draymond told said to his face, "We don't need you." Um, Despite them sacrificing all so, the depth that made them so good. To so get what them. an opportunity to be down 3-1 and you can come back, you can be the savior, you can make all the difference. Um, you can see why it'd be tempting for him. And then if he's got the Warriors in his ears, uh, encouraging him to come back as well. Like you can, I think it's like a really unique set of circumstances that led us to this point where he would actually consider coming back. Like normally, hell no. Like... If it wasn't for all of those things, you wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, and I had like, um, I had someone who was over uh, at the the Warriors facility last week. Inside sources, inside sources, what Late That's sources, right. as they say. Um, and they let me know that you know while KD was there training, and he wasn't training full out. By the way, he has he really seemed to struggle getting through training. Um, they saw Durant undergoing stem cell therapy on his Achilles. No way. That's right. Stem cell. Um, uh, and they, you know, I clarified and they said, no, 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 it's definitely not the calf area. Like, and I said, okay. I mean, that's what I, we all thought. And that you have is, to clarify because his calves are long as fuck. Yeah, that is, no, yeah. that is desperate though, right? Stem cell, isn't, aren't stem cells still experimental? No, isn't it? No, no, that's that's, it's that's somewhat that, common. Isn't no, it? that's that's yeah, that's relatively common for for, for regenerative things for muscles. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's maybe it's experimental in other parts of the body, uh, but it, it's anyway. not like full on genetic genetic engineering or anything crazy. No. Darren, have a look at this video. You're a guy who's into your health and fitness. What this this was diagnosed as a calf strain when it happened. So he goes up, he shoots the J, he comes down. It's all good. Nice. Darren hasn't seen this. I don't think. There's no one around him. Mm. Here we go. Up for the shot. You look at the replay? Yeah. And he just takes off. No- oh. huh. He yeah. turned around like someone like had slapped him in the back of the leg. All right. I actually have a, a good anecdotal story for this. Story, okay. Story time with, um, with Darren. Here we go. So I tore. Oh, sorry. I mildly strained because I guess the, uh, the, the grades are... 
Worst is like, you know, a severe tear. Probably, I think it's, um, what is it, grade three or stage three or something. Um, level three. And then it goes all the way down to like a mild strain. Yeah. Yeah. And while we only talk about the calf and the Achilles, right? There's actually a tendon in between the calf and t- Achilles called soleus. Mm-hmm. Um, S-O-L-E-U-S. I might be saying it wrong. And I actually ended up straining that mildly twice um, for the first time ever in my life a few years ago. I didn't know what the hell it was. I thought it was my calf. I kept saying my calf because it was right under my calf. Yep. And I um, went to the uh, physical therapist, as Americans would say, physio here in Australia. <laughs> um, and she was like, yeah, Soleus, it happens um, to the best of runners, basketball players, tennis players. Um, it just my body wasn't ready for it. So it might be his Soleus. Okay. Which is, yeah, like I said, and, and there's actually a lot of theories on why this happens. Um, they don't know. I think mine, because... Funny enough, I ended up straining, um, it was grade one, whatever it is, my Achilles about, I felt it coming on about a year ago, and then I properly strained it about six months ago, and I've been dealing with coming back from it. Do you reckon that's related to the first instance of you hurting it? I think, because I, um, where I was going to go with this was, I never strengthened my calves past um, you know, basketball when I thought doing calf raises made you jump higher. <laughs> stupid yeah. uh that's the 90s for you um it's actually doing squats and you know proper oh really jumping which yeah calf raises calves don't heavy do weights for jumping yeah yeah um it's all your like hips and midsection and core and quads and butt change my routine then yeah. plyometrics yeah. yeah big calves don't mean you, you jump to the high. gym on 2k haven't you <laughs> squat rack <laughs> this explains why i'm 6'3 and can barely touch the net <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you know past past uh high school when i like i said i cared about my calves um, I've been strengthening everything except for my calves and my weakest point was my calves and my soleus and my Achilles. So I finally came around to just doing calf races, uh, about three or four months ago when the physio was like, yo, strength. And I was like, holy shit. And I have never felt better. My Achilles feels amazing now. So do you think KD might've done that the first time? And then that led to him doing the Achilles? Based on the video. Yeah. yeah. So you can constantly, like, I was, I kept straining it, and um, it was like, it would heal, then get strained, then take a while to heal, and it, it's really wacky. And the older you get, from uh, from my research, um, your Achilles, the actual tendon, just starts deteriorating. So you actually have to keep strengthening it. He could be constantly irritating it to the point where it's not healing. And it could be his Soleus, his Achilles, his calf, his ankles. It's a lot of shit. Where's the strangest place you've lost your car keys? Inside the refrigerator, the washer or dryer, the trunk of your car, the kitty litter box? Well, good news, because even if you've lost your keys on the moon, you can still unlock your car and get where you're going with available digital key in the 2023 all-new Kia Nero EV. Farther for all. To learn more, visit kia.com slash EV today. Kia, movement that inspires. I had a conversation with someone uh, at the Clippers and they said to me uh, that and they were very, very sure of this. They said, we are 100% pursuing KD and Kawhi. They are going to be Clippers next season into the two max slots they've got. That's what they. That's what this. And this is wow. someone who said to me. works at the Clippers and never 
has said has never bullshitted. Yeah. Wow. Has never bullshitted. Now, uh, it, she was saying it's a done. Like she was literally saying, like this is not me. Like saying, oh, this is a rumor. Like it's a done deal. It's happening. Now, the thing is, though, this was in the wheels were in motion for this prior to this injury. Of course. Now it was a calf, you know, quote injury up until about a couple of hours ago. Yes. When we've heard now that it actually was an Achilles injury. And they tr- even tried to say it was still a calf after, you know, for a, a fair while after the injury had occurred. Um, but now that we know it's an Achilles, that really leaves everything up in the air for Durant's free agency. He is technically not a free agent. He's got a player option this summer. Uh, and there is every chance he takes, you know, he gets paid $35 million to rehab with the Warriors this season and then get on the market next season. Are you crazy not to? Like, so What does this mean for the entire league? Because he's such a massive figure in NBA circles. He's arguably the best player, inarguably one of the top five. So what does this mean, that this injury now, if we assume that he's got a 12-month potentially potentially out for 12 months injury. How does this affect where all these A-list free agents go and how they think about things? Yeah, I think he for sure he's staying. He'd be crazy not to. And, you know, so we were thinking that New York was going to be alive. The Mecca would be alive. KD's coming. Um, and, like, that was as good as fact as far as everyone was concerned. It was just a matter of what else is going to happen. doesn't look like that's happening. Alex has it on good authority that even if he was healthy, he wouldn't be going there. Um I think that's like, true. They they said that because I was asking about New York. I'm like, what about New York? Everyone's saying New York. That's the common narrative. That's the common narrative. He apparently he doesn't want to go to an East Coast team. He's like, I've played West Coast my whole life, and I want to stay on the West Coast. I'm looking for a West Coast team. And just from mm. a high level perspective, it makes no sense to go to the Knicks, for example. No. Why would you go no. from the best run organization? Everyone knows they're the most progressive, smart organization in the league, the Golden State Warriors, and then he wants to go to the Knicks who ruin everything year after what, year. This is what kills me. I was saying in the office today, like it's like with Anthony Davis. I'm sick of New Orleans. Everything's a mess here. You want to go to New York? Like, are you kidding me? I think Durant is one of the few guys who's actually smart enough to think about the ownership being shambles um, and all of these sorts of things. So yeah, so he's not going to New York. And then why do you think all the Kyrie talk has now shifted from New York to Brooklyn? Kyrie, I think Kyrie knows that KD... That's that's 100% correct. He ain't going there. Kyrie was going... He That was a realistic destination for Kyrie up until he found out he was going to, as we've talked about on a previous podcast, he was going to end up in a similar situation that he hated. Yep. Uh, and when he realized he wasn't getting necessarily a lock to get another star, like KD... The lone wolf and be struggling. He was not that interested. He, no. And, and he's been... You know, the whole idea of a D-low Kyrie backcourt has been sort of kind of romanticized for him, and he's interested in that. This is a, this is a seismic thing. Like, we obviously we can't understate this guy. He's where he lands. Like LeBron's off the table. LeBron's locked up. This guy's the next biggest guy in the league by personality and by performance in the league to LeBron only, and he is the biggest free agent. And it seems that all the dominoes are going to fall around what KD does. So with this massive injury, can you guys think of any other injuries that have that have really changed the league? There's a few that come to mind, but Nick, do you have any that injuries in the last 
30 years or so that you think have changed the league, perhaps like KD's is going to now? Yeah, I mean, there's one one guy who um, Darren's intimately familiar with, <laughs> and that's your guy, Grant Hill. Oh, mate. <laughs> Gavin won't like that. I mean, right. no, 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 no. My, my dude, my dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, your, like your, your mate, Grant Hill, is a perfect example. I know he comes up every single week, one way or another. He's an icon. Um, I'm going to keep that streak alive. I'm going to make sure. He's going to come yeah. on. He's going to come on this pod. We don't even have to force it, though. That's the great thing. It always just comes <laughs> up. Anyway, it's easy to forget. I feel like people, um, I don't know, below, I don't know, age, our age and below. Um, like above? You mean older? Your age and older? No, 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 no. Below. below. Think okay. of Grant Hill as Phoenix Grant Hill, a uh, really solid role player, that kind of thing. This guy was meant to be the next major major deal like there was jordan and who's going to fill the void it was like grant hill yeah he unfriended me what a bitch <laughs> grant hill it, says, it says 28 mutuals and he's literally out of what? Oh, he are you looking friend request like this is some bs man you're looking him up on facebook wow i was gonna show that i was facebook friends with him <laughs> man <laughs> and he deleted okay you? so <laughs> he unfriended me do you me. think you've been posting some shit lately that's just like turned him off uh, I don't think I catch him on the algorithm. Anyway, so, keep so, going. So Darren's former mate, Grant Hill. Yeah. Um, former friend, Grant Hill. Injury ruined this guy. He was meant to be, he was almost going to succeed MJ. That is how freakishly good he was. Yeah. Um, that just changed the entire story of his career, the story for the Detroit Pistons. What was his injury? What did Grant Hill do? He had. He, he broke his ankle. Foot oh. and ankle problems yeah. like throughout his career. He broke his ankle and then it was just a hot mess from there. Um, I actually, there, there was this really cool article. I, uh, it wasn't cool. It was very well written and it was sad. I don't remember if it was um, ESPN. Or Basketball or, Forever maybe. No, this was years ago. It was before you guys uh, became okay. a thing. Um, but it actually, it talked about, <laughs> what, so basically what happened was, if, if you don't know, Google Grand Hill, um, Wikipedia, he was, he was a uh, six- Six seven six eight point guard, like when he was fifteen, and um, like, how tall were you when you were fifteen? Five nine, six eleven, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining you guarding him. That's all. Uh no, uh, yeah, I was yeah, when I was <laughs> when I was fifteen, he was much larger than me. But um, he was just a really skinny. Basically, he was taller than most of the centers, and he was running point, and it made no sense. And he could he because he played soccer, so he had all this like agility, and he was very nimble. Um, he could shoot a bit. And that's why he went straight to Duke because he was he was a freak. So he went to Duke, played his four years because he wasn't going to come out early because he actually had money from his dad. And um, you know, McDonald's All American, blah blah blah, was uh, whatever the collegiate thing is. He, he they won. Oh yeah, that Christian Leitner thing. So he had the storybook college career. Boom, gets drafted number one, I think. Um, I think he was drafted number one or number three. I can't remember. Um, and uh, him and Jason Kidd got Rookie of the Year. He had a really good first season. He played for Detroit Pistons, who were horrendous back then. Now, he was picked three in the first three, round. Sorry, yeah. Um, I know that him and uh, Jason Kidd got, they shared Rookie of the Year. Grant Hill drinks Sprite. He was on the Wheaties box. He was the, He was literally like the next Michael Jordan. He was coming he in. He was that dude. He was that dude. He was the Kobe Bryant, but like did all four years. And he was super clean. Like he he did all four years. He spoke elegantly he had a an education like he he was, That's it. he was the clean cut guy the nba always dreamed of yeah and he was yeah. going to be as good as michael jordan and then like second third year he did pretty good pistons might have went to the playoffs first round 
And then he just like, I kind of fell out of basketball. And then it was like a few years in, I went, what the hell happened to Grant Hill? So my one friend who was, uh, he was a sports writer, he goes, yo, check out this story about Grant Hill. And I was like, oh, and he sends me an article. This is early, early internet days. So what happened was he, he I'm paraphrasing it, and I could get a couple of details wrong, but he broke his ankle and then he like kind of spiraled into some sort of like depression and he couldn't get out of this funk and he kept coming back and injuring himself and he never got back. And then his wife, Tamia, who was, you know, R&B singer, was really hot in the early 2000s. She ended up getting this random, like, sickness, illness thing that, like, could only be treated. And they were out, they were, I think they were far away from each other and they just had their first kid. And she basically almost died. Like, she was in the hospital for, like, a few weeks. And he's, like, coming off of these injuries after injury. And then I think he got sick, too, while he was injured. And it was, like, a year, year and a half of just his life being in shambles. And, you know, he's in his late 20s, supposed to be a superstar, and all this shit just goes haywire. Things off the court were affecting him as well as his injuries. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that was, like, really sad. And then he just never really came back. Um, and he just became, like you said, he, worked, he, he played, I remember he played for Orlando, and he was just kind of like, you know, 10 points a game, five rebounds type. Then it was, every, like you said, everyone. That's he the recency bias that people think of, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, he there was so many years where he was back, and it was impressive because he played until he was like 40 or something. So he did a really good job of finding some longevity afterwards, but he's obviously not even close to the same guy. He just perfected being a role player and, and playing that role. So we have like, Years and years and years. It wasn't like he came back for two years as a decent role player. We have so much to think back on where you just think of that was him because he was a role player for what felt like a decade. Ten years, yeah. 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 But there was a time, like when he was with the, his first four years with the Magic, managed 47 games total. Like that poor guy was just never, ever available. Mm. And when he was, he was out again. Yeah. Yeah. It was like um, when Derek Rose... Was on the up and up. D Rose, yep. He was just like, I mean, I never. I was. I'll be honest with you. I was never a D Rose fan. Why is that? Because I was a Chris Paul guy. Okay, so different styles. I liked a different style of point guard. Okay. I thought like if you were coming out of like the college system, if you could like emulate Chris Paul's game, you're gonna have a long career. And I was like, it's true. You win games. Like you win the D Rose point guards don't win titles. No. And, like, that Chris Paul style, like, I know he's had his fair share of problems, but he's a winning guy. Like, he's like he wins games, and he... People are going to roast you for saying that, because he, like, never makes it past, like, round like, two. I'm, <laughs> but I'm not talking about, like, his team's success. I'm talking about, like... His, his mentality is a killer. And his contribution to a win. Yep. Like, he's up there with Michael Jordan for, like, win shares. So, we're talking about a guy that just knows how to get it done. But... Uh, so, I wasn't a D. Rose fan for that reason, necessarily. Uh, I didn't like his style. Um, and he was kind of, the, the you know, the way he sort of threw his body around and his gait and sort of how he ran up and down the court, how he threw himself into, you know, heavy, heavy defenders and just, I just thought, like, he was annihilating his body. He would always come down on one knee, just things like that. And I just kind of felt like, after that MVP season, I thought this guy's, you know, he's gonna, he's twenty two, he's the youngest MVP ever, beating a prime LeBron and a late prime Kobe to the well, MVP award. De, well, yeah, but like that's the, 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 that has its that's its own debate. Yes, of course, that's but its he, own debate. He won the award though. He was given the award, yes. <laughs> um, but when we went to that next season, I just remember thinking to myself, like this guy has just put himself through the wars. And he's only 22. 
He and might then, as well have been 32. He had literally given his body that much of a beating. That much of a beating. And then he comes into that season and then boom, injury, recovers, injury, recovers, injury, recovers. Like, And we're talking about major injuries. Yeah. And then that just continues on to the point where I'm like, this guy has to quit basketball. Like it got so depressing. Like you need to, you should consider like retirement. And remember, you know what? Sorry, remember he had the Adidas contract for $11 million every year yeah. that he kept playing that he That's had to right. stay on a roster. Mm. And, but that did change the NBA. Like, Definitely. That changed, that changed the landscape entirely when the Bulls, because like, like he, Derek Rose and that Bulls team, they were meant to be tit- title winners. That was that was the trajectory, and it ne- just never happened. And Derrick Rose was like, like literally five or six years off his prime, his prime, what was meant to be his prime, and that just never ended up eventuating. So we never ever saw a dominant star, uh, sort of rival LeBron in the East the way that we thought we were going to in a couple of years' time. Yeah, and even if he's not your kind of point guard, he's still one of the most electrifying guys there was, one of the best players in the league, one of the most popular guys. It's just sort of tragic no that, doubt. that that sort of happened. And also, you know how like relatively recently Blake Griffin was like, I can't keep doing this. Well, firstly, I don't have the hops. And even if I did, I just can't go head first towards the basket. At some yeah. point, he realized, reinvented himself, and just now has had his best si- Probably his best season ever, which is insane. Derek yeah. Rose went like off the rails well before he even got the chance to think about remodeling himself. Like his body fell apart so badly before he even had that opportunity, which is really sad. Like he he didn't get that opportunity. And then when you think about that in the context of like a KD and the fact that you know he's going to come back. We, I mean, we, as of right now, the recording of this podcast, we don't know the severity, but let's just assume it's severe. It looked pretty bad. He was on crutches and a boot when he left that stadium. Whenever your whole leg shakes and pops. Yeah. Not great. It basically emulated every other, like Kobe, Kobe's one. Okay. So, let's, he'll come back. Darren, for context, this is one month and three days after that first calf strain that we saw him limp off. Um, when he's gone to take off off the dribble. There's the dribble. Look at his right calf. Ready, here we go. Ibaka trying to stay with did the he, did, What happened afterwards? Did he, like, right after that? Yeah, there's a shake. Yeah, but it could just be his leg shaking. So his calf vibrates and explodes, and then his... Because of the insertion into his Achilles. That's oh what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's what everyone's speculating. And and the early signs from the general manager and from the Warriors staff is that's an Achilles tendon. You know what that reminded me of when all that happened? He's grabbing his uh, Achilles. The first time he did his Achilles, a month ago. Like, it's exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. He did the exact <laughs> same thing. But every, Woj tweets out calf and we're like, okay, I guess it's a calf. Yeah. It, this, this happened a month ago. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we really appreciate your support. And just to let you know, we'll be dropping a full season of episodes all at once in the coming months. Oh, and we'd love to hear if you agree or disagree with us on any of this. What do you think about what happened to Katie? Who do you think had the biggest career-affecting injury? Let us know in the socials. Take us out, Sasha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basketball Forever podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, and Stitcher. And follow us on socials. We are at Basketball Forever on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
strangest place you've lost your car keys? Inside the refrigerator, the washer or dryer, the trunk of your car, the kitty litter box? Well, good news, because even if you've lost your keys on the moon, you can still unlock your car and get where you're going with available digital key in the 2023 all-new Kia Nero EV. Farther for all. To learn more, visit kia.com slash Nero EV today. Kia, movement that inspires.